When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Like and subscribe. Leave us five-star. We're pissed off. Was that Cliff Kingsbury's last game as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals? We will discuss Seattle beats Arizona yet again, twice in the matter of a three-week span, both time as an underdog. Damian Anderson, Frank Sanders, Johnny Venerable, we're here to take your live comments and questions as we break down, gentlemen, a rather gutless performance yet again by the Cardinal offense. Mistakes, penalties, turnovers. You know, the defense gave you what they had for about three quarters. They, they ran out of gas. They, they battled. Fought. But again, Cliff Kingsbury's offense against Pete Carroll this year. You can keep that garbage time touchdown if you want. 17 points in two games, DA. Not going to get it done. It's not going to get it done when the expectation of this offense and this quarterback and this system is predicated on... The Cardinals winning games. Yeah. And when Vance Joseph and company has to be the backbone of this team, we see, you know, we saw today blood in the water, you know, the inability to stop the run, tight end success. But to me, in this situation right now, all the responsibility, all the accountability, I would say would fall on that offense. And I know it could be attributed to guys making mistakes and dropping passes. And I know we'll get into that. But at the end of the day, guys, this is Cliff Kingsbury's team. Absolutely. Frank Sanders, very fitting. Hard knocks starts next week. Cardinals taking their knocks every single Sunday. Kyler Murray getting beat up, sacked over five times. To me, was this Cliff Kingsbury's last game, do you think, with the Arizona Cardinals? It's definitely going to be talked about a lot. Yeah. I know that. I can't make that prediction because I'm the guy wearing the K2 tattoo right now. Mm. I don't want to see Cliff going specifically. And we like Cliff as a guy. However, but as a coach, you, you need your coach to get out there and do certain things. And being that this is... DA said it eloquently. This is this offense. This excuse me. This team is based upon the offense. He's the offensive-minded coach. Yep. He's supposed to be making this thing work. The offense is the problem. The defense is not. No. And that that's that in itself is what you thought would be the reversal of what we had coming into the season with the players that we have. We've added some talent. Of course, we've lost a couple of guys because of injuries. But um, I can't say it's just his first. This is his last game yet because I believe that they still believe in Cliff and what he brings to the table and hopefully. This thing can get turned around. To me, the most frustrating factor is you go into this season, you do mostly the status quo of the off offseason. You've added some couple pieces offensively. You re-signed a bunch of guys. You said this is going to be an offensive team, and the offense, for the most part, has been inept at large at large stretches during the season. Looked disorganized, does not look like a head coach that has had the same offensive skill players for the better part of four years. This is his infrastructure. This is his playbook. This is not a new head coach. We watch somebody like Arthur Smith in Atlanta year two. We see the pieces in place, right? We watch today. Pete Carroll has a bunch of rookies playing at a five, high level. Five starting. Yes, absolutely. Arizona Cardinals play the least amount of snaps for any rookies. That's the, that's them telling you, the fans, we believe in this veteran team. We think we can wait out the garbage of the NFC. Well, newsflash, Cliff and Kime and company, you're at the bottom of the NFC right now. Life comes at you fast. You're three and six in DA. Not only are you three and six, you were swept in, I would say, non-competitive fashion for a large amount of the eight quarters they played against the Seattle team led by Geno Smith and a lot of and a lot of people thought would have the worst record in the NFL. I would say they, that was the expectation of the Seahawks losing Russell Wilson, who's been the foundation of their team for the what the past you know seven to you know eight nine years. But with that, you saw the culture of the Seattle Seahawks. You saw their ability to coach. Yep. You saw their ability to hey, you play within the system, run, run, pass, bootleg, yep. and we keep everything in front of us and make them uh, beat us. Yeah, you know, and I think that that's what we've we've seen that quite a bit. You know, Cliff tends to struggle against, I would say, like that old school uh, coach. But it seems to be every coach. I mean, and and I don't mean that like disrespectfully. I just mean it in terms of 
all the teams that we play seem as though that they're you know they're poised yeah. when they're running their offense mm-hmm. and it just seems when the cardinals it just seems a bit uh, like they're in distress and i'll just say this when the noise becomes greater than the results that's when you need to make a change yeah. and i think that that it's ripping that it's it, it's it's getting that tipping point where all you, there are no more excuses no there are no more reasons why the offensive line this that that or guy dropped the ball because as you mentioned johnny frank all that falls on Cliff Kingsbury and the offensive inability mm-hmm. to score points. Mr. Grimm, thank you for the $10 super chat. He says, I really feel like we should have traded PHNX Cardinals to a contender at the deadline so the three of you don't have to talk about this team. Listen, we knew what we signed Love, up for. That. We were Love. spoiled last year. This team started 10-2. and up. two. We appreciate you, my man. Wait, this right. is therapy. This is therapy for the three guys you see up here, producer Emma, everybody in the chat. We will get through this together, but right. tough conversations need to be had. We weren't you know, saying fire Cliff Kingsbury Kingsbury after the slow start. We weren't saying fire Cliff Kingsbury, you know, after that egregious loss, you know. Guys, what happened to D Hop? I'm gonna throw it out there. Like after the touchdown, what Johnny, what happened to I mean, Tariq's a nice rookie, but that's inexcusable. You didn't even you barely even targeted him. He scores a touchdown on the opening drive for you and you barely Agreed. even targeted him. And it, and we saw like the the back and forth between he, that was concerning. Like that's concerning. Yep. I don't know. I mean, it just it, it felt as though that uh back in Philly Frank with uh, you know uh, McNabb and, and To, and I mean we oh. just we just we just saw yeah. D Hop detach himself yeah. for the rest of the game, and I don't know if that was on purpose or play calling, but not having him involved, it looked like the Cardinals the first six weeks. That was that's going to be the question that will be on the table to see. Can't wait to hear what both. I mean that, that, yeah. that both. I hope you asked that question in the locker room. What happened? Not only we can leave, maybe it was a scheme situation or five maybe targets. Just but just internally. Did, did did he himself, once they got into that little conversation spat, right. did D Hops himself, you know, kind of disassociate himself in regards to that? And I, I, I don't want to add that to the table, but it looked like it because he became a non-factor in the second half. How, how should the fan base feel? Because it's frustrating because, you know, we support the team. It's great that the fans support the team. Yeah. But then even our own Bo Brock reporting fans were leaving in droves in the fourth quarter. We heard the chance of Seahawks, Seahawks in the fourth quarter, which led, I think, to some penalties on the on the part of Arizona. It felt like at times a home game for Seattle, which is inexcusable, unexplainable. And I just feel like if you're Michael Bidwell, and we're not demanding anybody be fired up here, you know, we're not we're not gonna play that game. But I, what I will say is, this is the product. If you're Michael Bidwell, you invested a premium in. You gave your quarterback forty five million dollars a year. You, some would say, foolishly extended your GM and your head coach before the season began, and people questioned that move, and now it's like, this is the product I'm paying for? I can't get my fans to stay, which is their right to do, just like it's, we don't want to see them sell their tickets, but they have the right to do that. Like, to me, DA, that's the that's the hardest thing to grasp. Like, if they were losing close games, and you could tell they were close, and it just wasn't their year... But the fact that they're losing in such embarrassing fashions week to week, they look so dejected offensively, which is Cliff's side of the ball, and fans now are losing hope. I mean, we can only imagine, and I don't want to predict this, but, I mean, they're going to play some teams toward the end of the year that have some big fan bases. Well, well I'll say this. The good thing about it, it is Arizona in the winter. So yeah. people are going to travel. People are going to come here. You know, State Farm Stadium is a great place to party. You know, I know the, the pregame at the Lola. Mm-hmm. I mean, it gets down, right? Right. That being said, Johnny, to your point, you don't want the stadium to be overwhelmingly the opponent. And I think that you could lose a fan base when you don't win football games. Absolutely. I mean, in terms of people not renewing, I don't think that'll be felt immediately because I think that there's still some excitement there. I mean, we saw Zayvon Collins with the pick six. We see glimpses. You know, you, you saw Rondell Moore. We saw him potentially, Frank, with a hand hand injury. When when D-Hop and Kyler Murray are on the same page, yeah. there's some pieces. But, you know, just talking, you know, obviously it was Halloween and seeing some you know, neighbors, and every time that I saw them, you know, on the street, obviously they know that I played. That's all they talked about. That's all they kept saying was, you know, we love, you know, Kyler, but Cliff is the the issue. I, I feel like that's the consensus among the fans. Like 90% of the fan base probably likes Cliff. He doesn't come off poorly, I think, to the media and press no, conferences. They feel like they're holding him back. But you watch him, Frank, during the game, and they're just, he's not buttoned up. You're not watching this team. I, I look at our chats, and I'm listening to everyone's saying, I, I think... They're smart and they're watching it. They they were excited about this team last year, who they know from the from the start, and then it just it fell apart. But we kind of knew that things needed to get better, 
And as you watch, you thought because we signed these guys back that this thing would get better, um, giving the idea that you saw that your coach showed potential. And then also along with Kyler Murray and the, and the growth of where we, where we could be and what we could do in the NFL. But then now you're back here watching it again. And I think that's the part was most disappointing is you're watching the same crap. Yeah. Like you're not watching the offense evolve and elevate itself to another level with, with, with new plays and new stuff. And I think that's the part that's very disappointing. We saw we saw our defensive line, our, our entire defense this offseason, not necessarily grow and get better because we didn't really bring a whole bunch. Get no of, credit. And, and yeah. no pieces to the no table. Credit. But you're watching a coach go out and coach his players and put them in position to actually go out and try to stop some of the best offenses in the league. And they've been doing a pretty good job of that for the most part. Our offense has not been able to help them. And I think that's the reason why you, you can you can you hear the arguments and the and the conversation piece to fire cliff. I mean, we take a chat and we look at how many people. If we, if we have 200 people in the chat or more, then you would say 180 is probably it's definitely screaming. We need to fire a cliff, and it's, and it's, and it's really p- pathetic right now because you're not watching your offense become the pieces, become the offense that it needs to be. Last year, offense at this time was absolutely on fire. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Cliff. And everybody caught up. Cliff that's, the, that's what we have to assess to. Uh, number one coach in the league, Kyler Murray's for the MVP. At this stage in the game last year, these guys up for the MVP trophy, and 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 Cliff was up for you know head coach of the year at that time. Jay four nine nine super chat appreciate it, my guy. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting mm. different results. We got to make a change, Jay. I think we're with you. I, just when is it going to get better? We have given him ample time. You have been given nine games, three of which with DeAndre Hopkins. You're now one and two with D-Hop. Remember the garbage? It was like we all love D-Hop. At least you but, felt like you had a chance but, when you were throwing the ball. But I'm what I'm saying is that. Most of us felt like, yes, D-Hop's coming back. That's huge. This offense is not a DeAndre Hopkins away from being saved, from going from zero to 100. Like, they had, they were broken before D-Hop, and now today, you score 14 points at home against Seattle. I know they scored 21. They had a defensive touchdown twice. They have two defensive touchdowns in two games against Seattle and have lost both games. They were favored in Man. both games and have lost both games. Man. So, if you have to play Justin Herbert and the Niners and the Super Bowl champions, right? And you got to play Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. We'll see what happens. Atlanta's feisty. Like, if I'm... If I'm Michael Bidwell, like what is the what is the harm of letting Vance Joseph take over for the rest of the year? And let's give him eight games and let's see if this team responds to him. Is that what you guys would do? I, I don't know if I would do that um, because I just you got to answer the follow up question like who's going to run the offense? Who's going to call what, plays? Who's going to call plays? What are we going to do? Do you feel confident with the you know offensive coordinator, whoever you know that is? I don't know the you know the exact you know coaching staff and or do you f- feel confident handing it over to someone that isn't Cliff? And is that going to be a com- complete, you know, restructure? What time is that going to take? I mean, I, I with with how they rewarded them this offseason, that being obviously Kime and Cliff being connected, I don't foresee it happening during the season, Johnny. Unless you don't it think just so? go, unless it just unless they lose probably like the the next, you know, three to five straight. Yes, maybe, but after I don't see if they could be competitive and you know they end up maybe 500 I don't see it happening you know during the year Zach in the chat Frank what do you have to lose because I think right now every everybody is putting their hands up like we have seen enough of Cliff we have the evidence we have the video last year the hot start frankly looks like a, a mirage at this point and so now since about early December last year you have been among the worst teams in the NFL I don't the fans Frank don't don't give a fuck about the extension. Like the fans didn't give Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, you know, five-year deals in the offseason. That's not their problem. That's not our problem. Our That's problem right. is the product that we're having to watch on TV every Sunday. It looks bad, man. I, I, look, the fans have you have every right to say what you're saying and, and yeah. express your opinion. I'm on the same side that says this is this is gonna get really ugly when when the HBO hard knocks come out because you're gonna really yeah. watch. Maybe some behind-the-scenes stuff that you think that might have been better. That's good TV, um, though. And, and it's, it that's is, drama. It's it is great for, People it is. slow down for car accidents. It is. That is so <laughs> I mean, freaking true. That's so freaking true. People slow down. <laughs> yeah. This team, look, honestly, like, um, the fire cliff right now, what will happen and what's the worst that can happen? Number one, you have James Conner. You have J.J. Watt. You have guys yeah. of veterans that are, that are in the locker room that still want to believe this something that it's matter, this matters. Yeah. That this matters, and I'm not that saying are fighting. that guys that are fighting that are fighting. You, you you guys are watching that too. There are certain guys that are out there fighting, that are busting their ass, trying to get to make plays, trying to get guys to run to the ball, trying not to make mistakes or 
doing their job and doing it very well. But what happens is the emotional um, letdown that takes place is it can offset the entire season to even worse. So you fire Cliff, you bring in, you bring in Vance, and then emotionally you might get a couple good plays out of that and guys do a couple things. Um, you, might, you might get one or two wins, but if you do it right now, that, that means that, that offsets the locker room mentality and emotional. And I'm not sure if I'm ready just to say that just yet. I'm with you, Day, day to, on that a little bit. To me, the biggest X factor is that you're, so, you're playing so poorly in the division. Like, you are who you are against your peers. That's the measuring stick. We can talk about the landscape, the NFL, and the NFC, and it's not very good. How do you stack up against the NFC West? You're 0-3 against the NFC West. You have not played the 49ers, who right now you know, are, are playing better football than you. You have to play the Rams again. You've won one game against Sean McVay in about 20 tries. That That is, to me, and that, that gets settled in the next three weeks. So maybe we'll have our answer by then if we don't have it, let's say, by tomorrow morning. But you got to play a Chargers team that has Justin Herbert and a bunch of talent. I mean, like the, this does not get any easier, and there, there are no cupcakes with this team. Like Carolina, New Orleans, they're off your schedule now. Yeah, the, the NFL did a hell of a job with this schedule for the Cardinals. If they said, you ain't playing in the Super Bowl this year, <laughs> I swear to God, you ain't playing in the Super Bowl this year. Because we want tourism money to come. But I mean, to, I mean, but there's a lot they, of parity within everything. the league. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I think that there's a lot of parity in the league. That's a good thing, even within the division. I think I saw up there that someone beat, you know, that Tampa beat, end up beating the Rams. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that that's hope, right? Well, I hope that Michael Bidwell doesn't look at this and say, "Well, the whole division's down. It's a weird year." Well, I mean, you have to ha take everything into context, you have but to. you also have to look at the fact of your inability to be consistent offensively, and who does that responsibility fall on? I mean, inevitably, it, it falls on you, you know the, the the scouting department and Cliff. Yeah. I mean, in, inevitably, you got you got one. I mean, it just seemed like Kyler was getting like under distress the entire game. In certain situations, I right? Agree. You know, it just seemed like the offensive line wasn't blocking. He wasn't on the same page. You had Robbie Anderson dropping the football. D Hop, D Hop was in, uh, less engaged. They tried. They looked for opportunities to get James Conner the ball. He was running like a madman. Yeah. And then it was like two steps forward, three steps back. That's what it seems like with the Arizona Cardinals offense right now. And do you want to hold on to that? I don't. I don't know if that's the answer. I don't, I don't know if that's the answer, guys. I, so, so last, this I'll say this real quick. Back to. Firing Cliff and not firing Cliff and, and the fallout from that. Wilkes lost the, he lost the locker room. He did, yeah. To the point where they couldn't even cross midfield. Steve Wilkes lost the locker room. And, I mean, we, we brought him in. It wasn't good. Again, we had Josh Rosen. It wasn't good. But when your head coach begins to lose the locker room, he loses the voice. Whatever message he'd been preaching or saying or sharing – once you lose that, you really start to begin to lose the attention. Do you think of they? Your team. Do you think Cliff's and, lost and the locker room? Do you think? I, I'm hoping not because I think well we got we got a bunch of young guys that are playing ball, but they're they might be playing above themselves. But the veterans on defense, you take a Buda Baker, you take JJ Watt. These guys can keep guys and they can rally guys. You can see that. You can see how our defense is rallying offensively. Kyler has to be the voice, and you don't necessarily see that per se. How how his play is kind of coming 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 together. D Hop doesn't seem like he's the guy that always says something. D Hop says, I, I got to go out and make plays. And so I think that's the part right now. We're, we're missing Rodney Hudson, another voice. We're missing my boy Garcia. These are voices that, that has to resonate with your offense to go out and play and stop doing dumb stuff like we saw with all, these, with all the penalties that we were getting offensively more so than defensively. And so you have, to, you have to take those things into consideration. Are we losing the locker room? Is the message on? Is the goal that we set before the season start still the aiming point and and the measuring stick to where we want to be? And I think right now we're just not seeing that, and it, and it and it's showing on the field. It looks bad. Is it because we don't have enough players, or are all of our guys are injured? I don't, I don't. I can't say that because they still go out and they try to make plays. Adam with a with a very good comment in the chat. Wilkes uh, understood more than this. He had no talent and a rookie QB, and I would agree with that. The I, expectations. I agree with for that Cardinal team that year, I think best case scenario was by 500 competitive, maybe. This team was was projected by Vegas, even with Cliff as a liability, according to some and many, to, to make the playoffs in the NFC to win nine or ten games. That's correct. Right now, they look about like a five-win team. And uh, excuses be damned, injuries be damned. Right now, you're getting Kyler Murray for 17 games. You're winning five, six games. That's unacceptable, in my opinion. Is it a fireable offense? We're going to see. Man, I'm, I'm stressed out. I need to break. 
open some OGs, and you can break into some OGs with a breaking news contract. OGs has agreed to a new deal with PHNX. Love to see that. Terms of the agreement weren't released at the time of the agreement, but sources say close to the two sides were immensely excited and looking forward to creating more great content. We love OGs. We're pissed off at the Cardinals right now, but we love our sponsors, our partners. you got to be 21 and older to enjoy. Find them at your local dispensary. Uh, I just got an OGs t-shirt. I'm excited about it. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about my friends at Four Peaks as well. We're teaming up with Four Peaks to host all U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches as Frank cracks open a Redbird lager at their 8th Street Pub in Tempe. Enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more. Check out the link in our show note. Again, just like our friends at OGs, you got to dabble. You got to be 21 and older. You got to enjoy responsibly. $5 Super Chat, Mr. Grimm. Thank you so much. 5 bucks says that HBO pivots and just says hard knocks how a city prepares for a Super Bowl. That would Damn. be interesting. They just go around, Damn. interview a bunch of vendors in downtown Glendale on Peoria and Surprise. Uh, Saul Bookman, our GM, our faithful GM in the comment section. Hit that like button, people. We appreciate that. We love you guys, uh, not for Cliff. He doesn't get the like button, but we're, we're asking that you like this. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe to PHNX Cardinals. We're cranking out content on the reg. Suns are having a hell of a season. Cardinals are here. We're venting about it. Damian Anderson, Frank Sanders, Johnny Venerable. We're going to hear from Bo Brock in just a little bit. He's chat with Cliff Kingsbury at the post-game press conference right now. Uh, I'm sure those uh, conversations are riveting. Uh, Cliff, at this point, I mean, during the game, he looked dejected. Here's somebody who did not look dejected during the game. It is our Draft Kings, king of the game, second-year linebacker out of Tulsa, responsible for the pick six, Zaven Collins, the big day, seven tackles. I mentioned that pick six. Tackle for loss. He and Isaiah Simmons played really well. Simmons had a sack. It's great to see. Like, here's what I keep saying. The Cardinals, they make a move off a cliff and Kime. I think, as opposed to when they hired Bruce Arians and Steve Wilkes, there's a lot of talent here. The young players are playing well, D8. It's the older players that are letting the team down. The Pew's gone. Hudson's gone. James Conner's been out. I like what I see out of Zayvon Collins and some of these youngsters. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like what I see from, you know, some of the vets too, Johnny. I think we just get glimpses, and that's what this team – and I don't want to say that it's uh, that it's undisciplined, but I think the word these days is locked in. And I think from the standpoint, you got to take it all the way back to, you know, the drafts during COVID. Like, I mean, I never saw – I'm just going to throw this out there – Andy Reid or Pete Carroll or any – you know, I mean, any of the great coaches just in their million-dollar mansion – for photo ops. You're still not over that. I'm, I'm not. I, di I didn't see coaches posting, you know, swimsuit photos on vacation. You just don't see – I mean, that, that that's hard for me. To, to stomach. To stomach, yeah. When I think of just from, from being a former player in the game, and I know that the game evolves and, you know, kids change, but they're still basically the same dances, right, Frank? I mean, from your era to my – you know, to our era, to, to what it is now, okay, people are doing – they did a dirty bird, now they're doing whatever that New Orleans dance is right now. Like, the game hasn't changed that much. Like, T.O. kind of lit it up is my point. But you see coaches and you see what works. And if you look at McVay and you look at Shanahan, like, they're still – old school they're still polished football teams that don't make many mistakes and what they do they do well and we haven't had an identity from this Arizona Cardinal football team we haven't had a you know a team that runs uh you know successfully we haven't had a team that passes successfully and when we do we've got them in you know just bunches or just chunks but not enough to sustain uh, a season where you could just feel great about what's going on Johnny and I think that's the frustrating thing as being a fan being a former player like don't get me wrong I would eat crow and shut the hell up if they're winning football games absolutely like, hey man do you well, I, I think it. that's what a lot of people thought last year it. we had somebody in the chat I can't remember who who said it but it's like Cliff is failing upward in life and <laughs> and and that that's a great liar put that in the chat that's a great way to put it Frank yeah. like last year even like My man is doing okay. <laughs> right. Like he gets an extension. They got embarrassed in the playoffs, right? Man is doing okay. He's now under 500. Like we're, people are clamoring for for him to be fired. And it's just, even when he was winning last year, it didn't feel, it felt organic and, and real to us here in the desert because we lived it every day. But I mean, his critics just said, wait for the other shoe to fall. Remember what he did at Texans Tech and what he didn't do. He could never close. And now, Frank, we're seeing it on the front end. It's just like, they're starting off slow, and then what does the months well, of November and December have to hold for? We have to then? be honest, man. Last year, Detroit, they found something out. They haven't stopped, and the NFL has not stopped defensive-wise versus our mm -hmm. offensive. This is supposed to be the greatest offense, uh, one, of the, one of the best offenses. Once they feel, found that out about our offense, no one stopped doing it. They've gotten into a super-wide technique. 
put two guys in the middle and they drop seven to close the windows to form Kyler just having stuff to throw at unless he, unless he just does something amazing. That's the part of the game that I'm not watching the adjustments take place. So can I say, you know, we're talking about a head coach. He's the head coach and the, and the OC, yeah. along with Sean Kugler, along with Sean Jefferson. I mean, those they those are guys that's basically sitting in the lock in in the office and putting together a game plan and coming up with this is what we should do. They're and the architects. The, it's the exact they're, they're the, and it's the exact same stuff that we've been watching for the most part. When D Hops came back the first week, we saw something pretty special. It looked different. I argued that it was different. I said it was different. DA said it was different. You guys thought it was different. But right now we, we went right back we to didn't the same see that, thing. Though. And we're we not see seeing that. that. And that's the sad part. You talking failed up? Yeah, he he's definitely done that. And I think that there's He's going to have to answer a lot of questions. And I, one of the guys in the chat earlier hit, you know, his press conference really well, how he's going to answer. You know, I got to go back and watch the tape. We didn't score enough points. Uh, it's on me. Yeah. You know, I didn't get the guys ready. You know, just want to let you guys know that we're doing our best. Uh, <laughs> uh, a couple of injuries I'll let you know when, once I watch. But the what's he even going to say at this point? Like, guys, right. we're, we're under 500 since last year when we could have clinched the division. We're not competitive. We got swept by Seattle, who's supposed to be a last-place team. Somebody in the chat, really good question I'm going to post to you guys. Because I, I think both you guys are in agreement. Like, Cliff may get fired, but it's not going to be tomorrow. But does Hard Knocks, like, the fact that Michael Bidwell doesn't want to have that bad press on Hard Knocks, do you think Hard Knocks would stop Michael Bidwell from firing Cliff Kingsbury? I think that's a really good question. No, I don't think they can. I don't think that they have. Well, no, if you're Michael Bidwell, it's like, I don't want my dirty laundry aired on Hard Knocks right now. Like, I'm going to keep Cliff right now, and then I'll fire him in January. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I mean, optics is everything. I, I agree with yeah, that. Optics is everything in today's day and age. So you don't want to look like, you know, the, the evil, you know, man. And I think Michael's done a lot to try and, you know, get this team to win. You know, he's invested in the city of Glendale. He's tried to get the best coaches, you know, number one overall pick, Steve Kahn. He's given, you know, Steve Kahn the ability to do what he wants to do in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, finding talent. So I think that, you know, from, Frank has seen that tra tra transition from the old school to the new school. Mm -hmm. Michael is committed. I just think some of the decisions, I mean, it's it's all a gamble, guys. Yeah. Like all this game is all a gamble, so you really don't know. You just hope you hit. And right now, I mean, Cliff's been crapping out, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, with this offense's lack of production. You know, you think about the projected right now to have a top five to seven pick in the NFL draft. It kind of it makes me legitimately fearful that Steve Kime is going to be allowed right now to make that pick. Now, we have a long way to go. But, Who makes it, Johnny? But think about that. Five to seven pick. somebody else. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, fact. Like, okay. can Adrian Wilson make that pick? Can Quentin Harris? Can an external? Michael Bidwell's never hired, nor nor his dad, I believe, an external GM. So if you feel like they're going to move off of Kime, it's either going to be Quentin Harris or Adrian Wilson internally. But I got these questions, Frank, start running through your head now. We're not even dissecting so much of the game because I, I just feel like we have too much respect for the for the audience and we know what, what you guys have. The pulse of this fan base yeah. is they need to move off Cliff. Like this game was what it was, and many fans, Frank, had made up their minds on Cliff long before this game happened. And then this this game really kind of reemphasized, re like, I can't watch any more of this. They just nothing's improving. I mean, I, I'm with you. Look, I've, I've been through three firing as yeah. head coaches. I've had five offensive coordinators, thirteen quarterbacks, and I, I've seen it all. And I've been—I've only had one winning season here when I was at Arizona Cardinals. And when we were winning, it looked great, and it got better at the end when we figured a couple of things out. Everyone's going to give—I think Cliff's going to get a pass because there've been a lot of injuries on the offense from that standpoint. Um, but what I will not I will not excuse Cliff on is the plays that we're running, the schemes that we're putting together to to put ourselves in a position that put our guys in the best position, rolling Kyle out of the pocket, yeah. bringing guys down the crack block on the nine and the, and the nine and the ten technique to give them a little bit more space, keep guys in in the pocket to protect the quarterback a little longer, have a little dump off receivers on the backside. Allow yourself to kind of move the pocket that way. We saw Seattle, what did they do? Damien called it eloquently when he said, they get, they're getting ready to boot us to death, and they're going to play action off the boot, and boom, touchdown. Or next player, first down, another first down. No, That's a player no sitting on, player sitting here on, on the couch, quarterback, quarterback coaching or couch potato coaching it with us and saying, this is what's about to happen. So I think there's a part where we have to go back and look at those things. I've seen what, what locker rooms look like and how teams begin to – really melt down and then then it be kind of it becomes about collecting your check, not getting hurt. Hey, hey, last game of the season. One, two, three, Cancun. 
You know what I mean? Like we we done checked out, and I think that's some that's unfortunately the fans sometimes like that's the kind of stuff where you know a locker room is very sensitive. Yeah, it's very sensitive, and I know we're grown man. You're the hardworking um, fans out there that's paying for the tickets to watch the game. They are. Um, but there's a, there's a moment where you have to kind of find that niche, and I think we haven't found it yet. And <clears throat> in order to really try to keep this team moving in the right direction, to not watch your young guys go through the process of what it to be feeling like a loser. Like when you feel like you're a loser and you don't really have the expectations or the mentality of what it's like to come out of it, I think that's sometimes that's really hard to do if you, unless you have great veteran leaderships there. And I think that those guys got to step up and talk and come together and figure out how to make this team better. The leaders got to do that off, um, um, from, the, from a team-wise to keep this team fighting, man, for the next you know six games we got to play. Yeah, uh, we got some quotes here from Cliff Kingsbury from Bo Brock, one of which stood out. Cliff Kingsbury says he hasn't been a part of a team that has struggled with as many self-inflicting issues for this long. Um, that, to me, is Cliff Kingsbury basically admitting, like, I don't know how to fix this. It's self-induced. We all watch it. It's not a talent problem. And for me, D.A., that's the most frustrating aspect of this. It's just like, yeah, we we have more talent. We have a quarterback we all feel like is a franchise quarterback. Could he be playing better? Of course he could. But that is directly tied to this coach. We were sold a bill of goods on Cliff Kingsbury. Offensive guru, offensive genius, top 10 offenses every year. You have your quarterback. You've got D-Hop. You've got weapons. You re-sign Zach Ertz. You gave James Conner a bunch of money, right? Offensive line be damned. That you, there's no excuse for looking this kind of overmatched every week when you play. Yeah, I mean the offensive line. I, I don't know what the final stats were, uh, but I felt as though that you know it was tough for Kyler Murray today. How do you think K1 played? Uh, I mean, I would I would say with the turnover, it just I mean he felt like it was Rondell more. When he had time, he looked he looked solid. B he, B plus. I yeah, would yeah. Say. When when he had time, he looked solid. But it looked like the 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 game plan or his game plan was heavy to Rondell Moore. And like I said, I didn't see the ball uh, much to D Hop. But with that, Johnny, just to piggyback off what you're saying, like in terms of coaching, you want to see growth. Like to throw that double pass today and not know that that's two forward passes. Yeah. Like to me, like that's problematic. It reminded me when I was coaching my son and he's, you know, eight, nine years old. And I was like, oh, you didn't, you can't do that. You can't put nine men on the line of scrimmage. Oh my. You, you can't. <laughs> I, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like eight, you, that shouldn't happen. And what year is this for Cliff, John? This is year four. Year and, four. And, like this is, and he was a head coach happen. at Texas Tech for five years and I mean but I mean think about it like Cliff I mean not Pete Carroll's been around so long that the the refs are about to give him a first down yeah and he was like yo come on now that's not yeah those aren't that's the not rules. a thing right. that's not a thing you can't do that's not a thing you can't throw two forward passes hey guys and they're like oh yeah shit damn he know what he's talking about All people right, are back up people are blowing me shit BB plus for Kyler Murray yeah I mean listen I here's the thing Kyle about bad, about K, about K1 two touchdowns no picks 101 pass rate. He had a fumble, so it's one time. He had a fumble because his offensive line was engulfing him, and he had to run for his life. He also led the team in rushing. Nine carries, 60 yards. He leads the team. He's going to be the team's leading rusher at the end of the year. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's doing it by himself. Like I, it's hard for me to sit back and watch Kyler Murray and try to make everything happen. Like that's when mistakes are going to happen, right? Like if if I'm a quarterback. And you guys keep me honest with this. And I know my offensive line is a sieve right now. And I don't trust my head coach for shit. And our play calls are terrible. I'm going to go off script because me running and being active with my legs and my arm gives us the best chance to win. That's indisputable. There's metrics on that. The Cardinals play better when Kyler is off script because Cliff's offense is not it. And what comes with that, as we saw at the end of the first half, is turnovers. And I like for me... I would rather see Kyler do his thing and try to keep the the play alive than watch him try to run Cliff's offense, which right now looks like a bottom three offense for me. So I'm grading Kyler Murray on a curve. If you don't want to do that, that's totally fine. But for me, it's like... My dude broke on a curve. I, I, I'm grading on a curve with Kyler Murray because I know who his teacher is. And his teacher right now, Frank mm. Sanders, is getting an F from me. Uh, Kyler, I don't, Kyler didn't play great today. He didn't. He didn't show leadership. Like I, like I wanted him to see today. You know, guys, it was pedestrian, and Kyler is not pedestrian. I, but I'm saying, like, when you think of Kyler, 250 million. Well, he's having, a, he's I, having I, an average year for him. No, I mean, it yeah. looks bad. No, the dude threw for 175 yards. That's terrible. 175 yards. He threw for. Man, I'm not giving him no break. The shit was horrible. I saw him miss many reads and many opportunities on quick little pops and quick little throws he could have done. 
many opportunities. So to me, I'm not I'm not solo on this was a great game plan. I think Kyler's pissed at one thing, watching the same defense he's been watching since Detroit, and they have no answers for it. Like they have no answers. There's nothing that has changed. Now again, last year our offensive line was struggling and sucked. We brought this, we brought the same offensive line back and added a couple pieces. Those guys were not the, the starters on any other team. They were backup guys that we brought back in here. So there is nothing great about our offense line on no part. I apologize, DJ Humphreys. I'll give him a little love because we signed him. He's young. He was drafted. He's playing. Now up to his potential. I'll give him that. Outside of that, Kyler's out there. I mean, today. Well, stunk. Rodney Hudson's stealing money from this but franchise. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, they, they begged him to come back. He, was, he said I was That's retiring. That's true. Pew said, I'm done. I'm retiring. I'm at the house chilling. I'm eating Popeyes. They did every not day. have a good contingency you know plan. I'm saying? So that that to me, I'll go back. Like today, offensive performance was pathetic. Cross the board. Guys dropping balls, fumble balls. Our offensive line. Robbie line's not Anderson. Really they gave up it was picks terrible. for Robbie Anderson. He terrible. can't catch I mean, a not, pass. It's terrible. So to me, I, I'm not everybody sucked on offense. And even the play calling sucked. That was bad. Guys, the noise Mistakes, is, the noise is getting hey, louder hey, hang on. than the results. Yes. The noise is getting louder. Well, that's only going to increase with hard knocks, don't you think? That's only going to be like. It's only going to increase. They're going to. They, they fucking. They signed up for hard knocks. I'm they, okay with that. And I they think said, that's okay. That's we're going to be a team in contention, and we're going to we're going to get everything taken care of. We're going to sign our head coach and our GM and our quarterback. There's going to be no distractions, and it's going to be a documentary of us making the playoffs. And that is not. Right now, what looks like to be the case, but somebody in the chat said, thank God we have the Suns. You're right. Thank God we have the Phoenix Suns. You can go see them right now using the Game Time app. Save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there. Go on, cheer on. Right now, the Valley's hottest team, not the Cardinals. We love the Cardinals. You want to buy your tickets for the Cardinals on Game Time do what you want. Go support the team. This is when you find out true fans, right? Want to grab some tickets. I bet they'll be real cheap coming up. And the best way to support us with game time is buying your tickets through the link in the description below. And, uh, you know, I smashed all the overs for Underdog Fantasy today with regard to DeAndre Hopkins. And for whatever reason, mm -hmm. Hop was only gifted five targets. He caught four of them. Uh, so I blame Cliff Kingsbury for my poor showing on Underdog Fantasy. But you can search in the App Store. Click on the link in the show notes. Sign up with that promo code PHNX. Get this. Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $100. Check it out. Underdog promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today, friends. We'll get to some more of your comments here. You wanted heat. You got it. That's right. We're bringing oh, the heat, man. This is, you know, with all due respect to other podcasts and shows, I mean, first of all, they, they don't hold a candle to this premiere show. And also, this is where the real fans hang. We're going through the slums. This is what makes Cardinal fans Cardinal fans. We will get better. We will get through this. And we will do it together, PHNX Cardinal brothers and sisters. All right. So, continuing the conversation, we are anxiously awaiting Bo Brock live from State Farm Stadium after he speaks with Cliff, among others. He's in the locker room as we speak. Clear insight. You're not going to get anywhere else. And let's talk about the defensive side of the ball because, you know, they get the pick six from Zavin, DA, and you think to yourself, okay, they're going to dominate the rest of the game. And then what we had talked about at halftime came to fruition. The offense and their ineptitude, I think, just gave too many snaps to the defense. They weren't able to hold up. And now we're unwillingly putting too much pressure and emphasis on a defense that was never supposed to carry this team to begin with. I absolutely agree with that, Johnny. And when you have those and you know those liabilities defensively like being able to give up big runs or chunks and you know trouble against the tight end and that's essentially what the Seattle Seahawks are and the offensive inability to move the ball it just continues to compound and when they went on those you know back to back 13 play drives and ate up 16 minutes and it just seemed as though that they could turn that on at any time that they mm -hmm. they wanted to frank and it's been able to identify those you know deficiencies that the cardinals have like those matchup problems like when we see uh simmons floating he does an amazing job getting up there sacking the quarterback or just making plays but anytime he has that one-on-one -on -one, uh, you know, opportunity, whether it be a dragging receiver or a tight end, he, he's a liability in coverage. So I think it's just a finding a way of getting him just to play that active, you know, active role on the defense. But like you said, Johnny, just too much pressure on the defense. You know, shout out to Vance Joseph. I mean, they, that defense fought, but I just think it was too much too late. Yeah. And with, you know, we, we, saw, we talked about that. You know, they were gashing him on that 13-play drive, and the defense was clearly, you know what I mean, just – out of breath, you know, they, they wanted to get, you know, call a timeout, but you know that they're so costly that they couldn't do that, Johnny. They couldn't, they don't, you know, that they're saving them all for the offense. Yeah, and we, like, if the offense was playing up to its 
capabilities, <clears throat> what we thought we were getting, because I think most of us before the season started, chips on the, the offensive basket. They're spending, by the way, $100 million on offense this year. That's without Kyler Murray's contract really kicking in. They're spending about $75, 78000000 million on defense. So significantly more, almost a fourth more on offense. And we thought, okay, you're going to get a top 10 offense. Can the defense hold up? Can they be like 18th to 21st in the NFL? And that's with playing, hopefully, with a lead most Sundays, Frank Sanders. Mm-hmm. We're getting the flip side of it. It's like the defense has to keep you in games if and when the offense yeah. is even going to show up. There are games the offense does not show up. The defense has defensive scores. And they've had five defensive scores, by the way. That leads the NFL. That's the most the Cardinals have had, I think, in like seven years. Mm-hmm. And there's still three games under 500. It's a, like, I get it. I'm frustrated watching the defense at times. That last series possession was terrible. But, like, you take a step back, you take a 1,000-foot view, and you, and you say to yourself, we shouldn't even be at this point because of the offense. Hey, let me show you guys something. Let me, you know, we're talking about the Hawks and what they were able to do, but you're talking about coaching matters. Watch this here. Geno Smith, 26 for 34 for 275 yards. Kay Walker rushes for 100, just a little over 109 for 26 carries. Two touchdowns. The tight end led the team with reception yards, mm. and he had five catches mm. for 96 yards to tight end. T. Lockett, five for 67, one touchdown. D. Metcalf, five for 37. Now, again, we can go back and argue about that. D. Metcalf's supposed to be the beast on that team like D. Hop's supposed to be ours. He only had five catches for 37 yards and a touchdown. That's, but a, you, win. But That's you look, a win. <laughs> right, but you're looking at the balance of that, how the tight end yeah. is still the common denominator. The quarterback is just throwing a little dink and dunk plays. They didn't throw anything over our heads. There were no deep balls. It's, it's the play-action pass. It's getting the tight end involved. It's rolling your quarterback out. It's bending and keeping pushing and guessing. pounding. Keeping it's them guessing, keeping them Frank. guessing and yeah. not just sitting in the pocket. So when you guys are talking about <laughs> coaching matters, absolutely, coaching matters putting players in place. This is a Geno Smith we would never expect to see who right. thought himself 10 years in the league. He, he, could be, he, could, he could already be out of the league right now. Again, Cam, Cam Newton's out of the league. Geno Smith is in the league, and all he's doing is playing good football right now. And he's on a team that's figuring out how to put him in, a good, in, a, in the right spot. Coaches are giving him a chance not to F up. That little, that little interception he threw, he I responded. think that's, that's – it's, it's, He responded. He responded, and he, and he came right back the next series – they drove the ball down the field and they scored on us. And you're right, it coaching matters. I mean, but our, our defense right now and where they are, I want to give them 100% credit because I think that they gave us enough opportunities to continually put ourselves in a position. But we kept going three in and out, three in and out, no third downs. We were like we were less than 50% in third downs from that standpoint. I think that's the part where you start, Matt. You start looking at how we're not keep, keeping our defense off the field. Our defense is playing more reps than our offense is, and that's not a good thing. It's an offensive league, and I know offense is down throughout the NFL, but I'm just going to look at this team, our team, my team here in Arizona. You take out the pick sixes against the New Orleans Saints. This team has not eclipsed offensively 30 points this season. Uh, they scored, I think, 28 points outside of those two pick sixes against New Orleans, 26 last week against Minnesota, 20, obviously 21 today, 14. If you take away the defensive touchdown, I'm going to 9, 17, 26, 12, 29, 21. That's not good enough to win NFL games. That's not good enough when Kyler Murray is your quarterback and you're paying a premium for a bunch of linemen and receivers and tight ends. Zach Ertz makes a ton of money, right? Running backs, you've drafted a premium on offense. You, you can't score 30 points in today's NFL with a coach that has been embedded in this in this culture, in this system. Day one, hand-in-hand hand with your quarterback, you can't score more than 30 points one time this year. That, to me, that's unacceptable, and I do believe that is something that, if I'm Michael Bidwell, it just it goes into the pot with anything else. Fans leaving, check. Home field advantage is dead, check. We're, we're completely unorganized, check. We're an embarrassment on national TV, check. All these things start to add up. And again, I think people confuse it with we're, we're rooting for Cliff to get fired and not <clears throat> Steve Kime. We think Steve, like Steve Kime, let me be clear, should not be allowed to hire a fourth coach. If the Cardinals fire Cliff Kingsbury tomorrow, next week, a month from now, that means Steve Kime should be right behind him because the product right now on the field is partially a reflection of him. And he hired Cliff Kingsbury. And he drafted a lot of these players, and he signed most of these guys. So for me, like, if I'm Steve Kime, I can't breathe easy, easy either, DA, because Cliff, I made an investment in Cliff, and now yeah. it's not working. And I mean, inevitably, 
it's it's Kimes. He's we talked about architect. He's the architect of this team, right? You know, what I mean, whether it's the defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, whoever the head coach is, the pieces that they have to play chess with, like Steve Kime has has started that. To me, I would look at what the Seattle Seahawks have done. We've talked about their rookie success, their ability to to develop talent in house. I mean, we all we talk about it from the Legion of Boom. And when they were able to do that, I mean, Frank, you referenced, yeah. uh, you know, Sean Alexander, I think a little bit earlier. He's been, you know, how, how long has he been removed from Seattle? And they've still been finding ways to be relevant, you yes. know, with with or without, you know, top tier quarterbacks, a right. guy like Russell Wilson. And I know that people will say, well, it's not, you know, Geno Smith can't do it two years in a row. He's doing it now. Yeah, that's and all this, that matters. And th- yeah, that's all that matters. And this team is competitive and you see what they've done culturally in terms of developing talent playing guys early hitting on a lot of guys and I think that when whenever you've done it over a consistent period of time it becomes a thing and people should start you know looking at it respecting it and I just don't know I think that I would just agree Johnny that something's missing missing with this Arizona Cardinals team because they just haven't been consistent in certain areas and yeah you have guys that have stepped up, you know, you could, I think you talked, I don't remember what his stats were, but it was, it was underwhelming in terms of DK Metcalf. Byron Murphy had a solid day today. Five for 36. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he had a solid day today, but at the same time you missed out on, you know, Cam Thomas or, or Maji Sanders, like not getting sacks. Like we didn't see that type of activity, you know, from the, from some of the rookies. And we saw guys like Isaiah Simmons getting exposed in, in certain situ, in situational mm-hmm. football and great coaches is my point. Is like that's how they make that leap, guys. I don't know who it is. I know that I've seen the chat, Sean Payton, and I, and I I would just like to see growth from that from Cliff. And we just have we talk about these yeah. self inflicted wounds, and he talked about it in his quotes. And I can't wait to get to Bo, but those are the issues that have plagued this team. And I don't care. We saw the 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 bad snap issues with Billy Price. I would have Billy Price's ass over there with some type of quarterback doing three hundred snaps before and after practice. Yeah. That's that's what you do, Frank. And I mean, and yeah. I know that eras have you know transition, and you're doing different things, but you got to do the little stuff. It's details in order to be great, guys. Totally agree. As we await Bo Brock, who should be mo- jumping on momentarily, he said they just closed the locker room. I don't think he had an opportunity to chat with Kyler Murray just yet. He did talk with Cliff Kingsbury, among other folks. In the meantime, I want to remind everybody: new customers can make any five dollar NBA money line bet on DraftKings and get two hundred dollars back if your team wins. I bet on the Cardinals today. It was not a wise investment, as we saw. You can boost your winnings with DraftKings. Step up same game parlays boosted a hundred percent. Gambling is hard. DraftKings makes it that much easier. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. Still no pickles. The defense allowed two straight touchdowns after going up 14-10. to 10. Yeah, listen, the minute you want to wrap your arms around the defense, they do something like that. But I think the, the point we're trying to emphasize here is it's – and I was guilty of this early in the season. I was too critical of Ants, and then I was just like, well, wait a minute. Like, what are our expectations for this defense? Where's their elite pass rusher? They don't have one. They let Chandler Jones go. They didn't replace him, right? The secondary, while, you know, it was pretty good on paper, Antonio Hamilton, Marco Wilson are, you know, late-round picks, undrafted free agents. The, the money is spent on offense. And yeah. so this team, the way it was built and the way it succeeded last year, fellas, was get a lead, Put pressure on the opposing quarterback, get takeaways. That's what they did to Baker Mayfield and Andy Dalton and Matthew Stafford the first time and Jimmy Garoppolo. They got out to big leads, and then they just played pressure, pressure, pressure. They did it in week one against Tennessee when they had five touchdowns from Kyler Murray. And this year, it's not big leads. It's not any leads. I mean, today you saw that graphic, gentlemen, on the broadcast. Cardinals have have had the lead the least amount of time in the NFL and have trailed more than any team, more than Carolina more than the Falcons, the Saints, whomever you want to make, yeah. Houston, that, that they're in that category by themselves. Yeah, you got to go back. Like, in the NFL, what will happen is once you, you, you kind of figure a couple of things out, and like the first part where we saw our team go, we went in the locker room 10 and set, 10 to 7, right? So you came back out of the halftime, you thought, hell, we got a chance. If we just go out and make the plays, we're getting the ball back. Situational football, we're three and out. They get the ball, they go out. You know, you, you, now you start playing. Now you got to play football, get your, get that blood flow, blood flow flowing again, get the mentality back. The coaches yep. say, okay, these are adjustments that we need to make. The play action passes there. Okay, now we and we can slant and slice a couple bit. We can we can do some things. We can run counters and trades. This is on the this is their offense versus our defense. 
Offensively, we came back with the same stuff. Yeah. We did the exact same thing. We didn't change our offense to fit their defense to match what they were doing to us. And so, therefore, you watch our offense go three and out, and our defense kept doing. They got good players. But with Geno Smith, you would think <laughs> he's going to make a mistake. He comes out the first. He makes a mistake. Boom. He didn't write back. And we right? felt like it was amazing. But then they, they went right back out. <laughs> he didn't write back. And then, <laughs> they wrote him off. And they went right back up and, and did his thing. So, I think in situational football, and once you get back into that second quarter, you start watching the adjustments teammate. Seattle did a better job than we did. Our defense, man, is out there fighting, which they kept giving us the ball back. I'm not saying they spent all their energy in the first because yeah. I'm not, definitely not saying that. I just think that the other team found found out better ways to attack us, and that's what you start you begin to watch, and then we had no answers for that. That's the sad part. Guys, Young Chiefer in the chat said, "Does this can this team still make the wild card? They have they, they six have. and two. Can they do it? <sighs> we'd, yeah. we'd, we'd, we'd have to beat somebody twice." That the they, have, they have they have no margin for error, but I think we're trying to be realistic here. Like, of course, we would love to see that. I would love to see this team that win out, not with the team I've watched. <laughs> no, I like I, I I'm not gonna insult people. I want to give Chiefer. hope and faith. Young Chiefer, but they, I I'm gonna panels I, panels two to I'm one. Why, like nah, they, these nah. guys watch with me every week. We watch these games together in our Young glorious Chiefer, PHNX they, studio. Don't feel good. And I have gone from optimistic watching the game to when are they gonna blow it? When is Cliff gonna call boneheaded play? I've become cynical. I don't like to do that, but that that's what happens. So right now I would say they're they're closer to a top five drafting team than a playoff team, which is a sad state of affairs. But that kind of leads me into my next question I was going to ask you guys as we wait, Bo Brock. What would it take? Because I think public perception, Cliff has been fired. You look at the Vegas uh, standings, He's the number one coach to get fired next, whether it's this now or in the offseason. Vegas already got a yes. God, that's that's damn. been like that since God, Matt Rule was fired. He Cliff has damn. been, I don't even think you could get even money right now on Cliff Kingsbury losing or keeping his job. I think you bet a hundred bucks, you probably get fifty bucks back via Vegas right now. You can't get those on DraftKings, so I'm not gonna plug other sites because we love DraftKings here. But let me ask you this, DA. What would it take for Cliff to keep his job? What 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 would you have to see from Cliff, Windsor or not, for him to be able to go into the offseason with a vote of confidence? It's January. He and Michael Bidwell and Kimer up there grinning, and they're doing their postseason press conference. What would it take? Nothing less than six and two to go out there rattle so off. So you think if they win, if they're a winning team the rest of the year, but they don't make the playoffs, they he gets fired? Because it's all about feeling, right? Like yeah. It's all about – we talk about optics all the time. It's all about, you know, making the fan base feel good. Like, damn, they got it together. Uh, you know, the potentiality of another season. A- absolutely, that can happen if, they, if they're successful moving the ball and the offense looks like they're supposed to look. Yeah. And that means a complete 180. As we talked about, locked in, attention to detail, no self-inflicted wounds, being able to stop the run, stop the pass, guard tight ends. If all those things could happen – Within the next eight games, sure, but the the likelihood of that happening, Johnny Frank, is very is very minimal. They're not going to be favored the rest of the year. Everybody needs to just come to grips with that. Unless something changes, go look at the schedule. They're not favored against the Rams next week. They're a three and a half point dog. They will not be favored against the Niners in Mexico City nor against the Chargers, the Patriots. I don't think they'll be favored at Denver. They're not going to be favored at home versus Todd Bowles and Tom Brady. They're not going to be favored, depending on the Falcons finish, at Atlanta at the end of the year, and then they host or they go to San Francisco in, in Week 18. I mean, unless they start putting wins together and look like a completely different team, they will be the underdog in the next eight games. Wow. And you know what? Maybe they'll play better as a result because they have shit the bed, Frank, Multiple times this year, both outings against the Seahawks as a favorite. Look, it's uh, they still that this team doesn't have an identity about themselves and what they really want to do, what they can do. I think that's the problem. That's that's a big problem. Da said it right, man. Six and two. I'm with you 100. That that might be an opportunity to make the feel good story feel feel better than what it uh than what it is right now. That gives us a little chance. Gives you hope. Uh, but remember what you just said. The teams that you're doing it against, though. Like, just about the teams you just named off, those are teams you did it against. So not like you're doing it against 
a, you're not doing it against the Jacksonville or Carolina or any, you're doing right. it against top tier teams with names and and so and fan bases that will follow and you go out there and spank them. Michael get that, that check. I, I think, think Mike that, gonna be all right financially. Yeah, yeah, that, that, he'd be happy with that. He's gonna get those think, Super Bowl checks here yeah, this year. Yeah, he, Mike gonna that, be, that would yeah. be an aggressive move if we go six and two him for him to come in and say, you know what, Cliff was still going. So you think Frank, direction. no matter what, so is the consensus that he gone? Is that the consensus? The, the way the way the narrative the way the narrative is being written right now and no changes taking place, absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the wave that because this is gonna remember. I, I think this is the conversation when we talk about optics. The fans are arguing not the fans are arguing to fire the coach, but they're talking to the owner now. Yeah, they're not talking they're, to anybody. They're talking else. to the owner and on the press and your and your your comment sections and all all social media sites. Our fans are talking about firing our coach, like that's. You don't not, think that every team think, gets that? You don't I mean, think that every you know? I, mean? I think it was it but, was but prevalent a, in Carolina, and he got his. I mean, ass but fired. guys, so would you would you agree but that Dallas a is a bigger though. like I would say more 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 pat just a larger fan base? Right? Yes, correct. And so uh, Mike is it Mike McCarthy? McCarthy. Yeah. Mike McCarthy. They struggled, but they lost Dak Prescott to injury last year. This year they're winning. Or two years ago, they lost Dak to injury. He had Correct. a bad – it was his first year. They made the playoffs last year. They're going to make the playoffs again. But I'm with you. Like, what what other situation mirrors this around the NFL? Yeah. Because it's not Denver because that guy's brand new. And, like, it, maybe they fire him at the end of the year. Maybe not. But I don't – they're not going to fire him. At, to, Cliff, this is Cliff's fourth year. But I think what makes this difficult – is they gave him an extension no one saw coming and no one mostly thought was deserving. Like, that was Michael's decision. So it's like, do do we feel like, does the fan base feel like Cliff should be gone? Yeah, probably. But it's like putting ourselves in the shoes of Michael Bidwell. There's a difference between should like, they fire we him? Got? And what else we got? Right, and I also think he also, being Michael, has to come to grips with, <laughs> if I fire Cliff, I have to fire my best friend hey. in Steve Keim. Hey, y'all. I'm gonna look at it like this, like you, like we talked about. I'm gonna make him earn these last checks. Yes, he's, he's I'm gonna make earn. him earn these. He gotta earn yeah. it, whatever it is. But see, what, if what, that's the case, he's gonna have to work. Yeah, and he have to deal with the the press and because you know Michael ain't talking to Michael ain't Jerry, Jerry Jones. Mike's not Jerry. That's the he difference. ain't gonna talk selling to selling his house right now. It's on fucking Realtor.com. Michael's Michael's selling that, his house. That, 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 that means because he's upgrading. Yeah, I, I need to that, get where I, I need to get to no the tip ball. tip of the mountain where y'all can't get to me. <laughs> that's what that means. Yeah, that's what that means. Look, now it's it's been ugly, man. Like the Bears had a situation. You know, still no pickles talking about it. A couple guys earlier was talking about the Packers and Matt Larule. But again, I go back to this conversation. You got to look at what's in the locker room, though, and the guys that can voice their opinion toward keeping their coach. Like Kyler can come out and say, "Nah, you know what? It's all on me." All we hear is Cliff saying, "It's on me. I didn't do my job." And of course, Kyler does his press press conference and he says, "It's you know, I could have done better. We could have done better." Blah blah blah. But I think there's a part when you talk about leadership that you believe in. Everyone believes in Aaron Rodgers if you're a Packers guy. Now, if you was in Chicago and you was, you know, look Mac Nagy and, it, and the quarterbacks he had, you'd be like, no. Nah. I mean, you just, you, you, the team looked bad. And the quarterback play that you had was bad. We've, we, have a bona, we have a bona fide quarterback in Kyler Murray. We believe can make every throw, can make the offense look good. He can run and do a whole bunch of stuff. Of course, he's smaller, so he can't just sit in the pocket and throw the lineman. Though that's the only knock you got against him right now in his third, in his third, third fourth year right now as a quarterback in the league. You're talking about the rookie of the year quarterback, two-time pro bowler. Now he's in his contract. He earned it. So when we look at that part, now you got to figure out why he's not being put in the best position to go out and make plays. Why is that not an adjustment where you can see his growth? Well, the head coach is not growing, so his quarterback play is not necessarily growing. I, and I think that's a part where you can look at this team and say, that's the failure that we're watching. On defense, you're not saying that as much. You never had those expectations. About defense. But you never all, had, yeah. You never de- had the, defense, yeah. you're right. I agree. We didn't have yeah, those expectations. you never ever had those expectations. I, 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 I agree. Well, so I, I agree with you now. I'm looking at the landscape of the NFL, and here, here's another reason why I think if Michael Bidwell were to make a change, it would be for in the best interest because I think that they would be the kind of the bell of the ball for free agent head coaches, a la Sean Payton. I, I look around the NFL, I don't think there's going to be that many openings because, again, the teams that are struggling are teams with first-year head coaches. Houston with with Lovey Smith, right? We talked about, um, you know, the guy in Chicago who's actually doing a def- decent job down the last couple of weeks. Like, is Mike Tomlin going to get fired? No. Are they going to fire Josh McDaniels after a year? You know, you look at the NFC West, no one's getting fired unless it's Cliff. I mean, we all thought Pete Carroll was going to go into retirement. That's not happening. Like Ron Rivera, but no one wants to go to the command 
Commanders, right? Everybody else is safe in that the division. Uniforms look tight. I, I think everybody's safe in the AFC East. Like, there could only be like three or four openings, and you've got Kyler Murray, and you play in a you know desirable destination to live in. This isn't rural wherever Midwest. I'm sorry. This is this is Arizona. This is Paradise Valley. This is Scottsdale. We've, That's where you're going to be living. Johnny, we've seen Sean Payton talk favorable about the Arizona yes. Cardinals and Kyler Murray and what he would do. You need it. That's why you got to be aggressive now. And imagine if you could have. Uh, who was the quarterback? Who am I? Drew Brees with legs. 2.0. Drew Brees with legs, and that's what Kyler Murray would be and have. And it's just, I think, guys, I think it's just like growth, right? Sean Payton has forgotten more than probably Cliff Kingsbury has learned throughout the Correct. league. And we just haven't seen – I think that's just what it is. We haven't seen that growth. And everything that I've heard about Cliff Kingsbury is that he is a great dude. He's at the you know facility at 4 a.m. before anybody else is there, and he's studying and, and, and whatever. But I just find as though that maybe he's missed the mark in terms of letting other people in to get eyes on his work, mm -hmm. to help, you know, to like, hey, Frank, what do you think about this? And I just think that he takes on so much that he doesn't understand. And maybe that's a, what it is for a lot of, you know, first-time coaches. I remember when B.A. was here, he would talk about that a lot, being around the team, is that when I was, you know, a young coach, I wanted to do everything. I wanted to make sure everything was handled. And I think being able to delegate, you don't learn that your first time around because you want to make sure that everything's perfect. But in that, you're losing everything. They're, they are going to be, if they move off a cliff, regardless of how the season ends, in my opinion, the, the most desirable team of any team that will become available – Barring something unforeseen, Carolina is going to be open. Who wants that job? I don't. I don't want. I would want Washington more so than this job. You would want to work for Dan Snyder. I, he won't be there, so I'm not worried about him. <laughs> but they don't have a quarterback. I, they, that's why I get the first pick. Yeah. And then I'll have that defense. I feel like a lot of things have to happen, but I. I'm with you. On now that. I'm a little afraid that that could actually. They're going to have a lot of money, and if it's Jeff Bezos, who knows? But. Mm. Uh, we're we're going to have plenty of time to discuss that. What I want to discuss right now is with my co-host, partner in crime, Bo Brock. Oh, he was live from State Farm Stadium. We supposedly lost him. He is trying. He just had an opportunity to speak with Kyler Murray his post-game press conference. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, for those wondering, still employed by the Arizona Cardinals uh, as of, let's check it here, uh, 614 Mountain Time uh, <laughs> as we await. Wrong, uh, according to Arizona Animal, L.A. Chargers. Chargers won today. I think Chargers are making the playoffs. Everybody needs to put on their uh, yellow and blue, their baby blue, when the Chargers play and root for the Chargers to win because we want Brandon oh. Staley to stay employed. So Sean Payton doesn't go to L.A. and coach Justin go. Herbert. Okay. okay, I didn't see where you are going with that. That's where yeah, I'm going. I'm sorry. I, was, I didn't make that clear. <laughs> yeah, but did. Dean Spanos like, wow. is cheap. He doesn't spend a lot of money. Like, What's well, L.A., man? It is. I mean, Can yeah. we just – we need Brandon Staley to stay employed. There's so much wrong with this roster, and it starts with Kime. They have to find a way to get him out, according to Jalen Blair. I don't think there's a there's so much wrong, but there is there are, there are things wrong. I think we can admit that there are investments that they made that haven't worked out. There have been draft picks that aren't playmakers that you would have hoped for. Disappointments, right? He's like, here's the thing about Steve. He's going to go down as the best GM this this franchise has ever had. Whether or not you agree with that, that's fine. And my, and it's going to be very Until difficult. Until we get somebody that wins right, the championship. When Adrian Wilson this, becomes the GM I mean, and wins the championship. Get, yeah, you get some pieces. He said you know. Adrian Wilson GM, Urban Meyer head coach. <laughs> but that, but no. that's what Michael is going to struggle with. Is like Steve is one of my best friends. He's been with the Cardinals since yeah. 2099. And he took us to the playoffs four times. And his dad would have loved to to have this kind of run. Bill Bidwell would have loved to have this kind of run. Question. But I get it. It's all about As a general manager, expectations. if you're one, are you one, like when we look at Denver and they got Peyton Manning when he was being courted by the Cardinals. It didn't matter who quarterback when Peyton Manning went there. I'm saying, but when he went to, when the he went. The defense was that good. Yeah, but Peyton made, I mean, he got, he, he kept the offense stable and not turning the ball over where Drew Locke was and other guys Fair. were prior, prior to that. So question becomes, Keeping Kime and them saying we're going to let go Cliff because there's no real development of our offense, the question is, are we one player away offensively or defensively from being a hell of a team? Like, if we go get a D lineman or a winning way guy. Way more than that. It's way more than that. I'm saying, but, but, but the mentality of a locker room changes when you bring that dog in. So you're saying like a Bradley, Bradley Chubb. If Bradley Chubb would have came. Expectations changes the narrative across the board. I don't, I don't think they're that close. I, yes. I, I would say, that, I'm telling you, man, Expectation changes the narrative in the locker room. I can get DA to do more than DA would do just by him knowing I'm gonna be that dog next to him. He don't have to worry about doing more than what Frank, he has to do. And the only reason I push back a little bit on that, 
I I feel as D Hop is that guy. Okay. I, I feel D Hop so, is that guy. Okay. And we saw today that he was completely taken out of the game, with the exception of his early crossing route for a touchdown. Players players matter more than anything, but even the best players can be neutered by a, a scheme that is broken. And sh- I don't want to keep going back to the Sean Payton well, but he just you look at a guy like that, and he and he does. Mike Thomas caught 147 ball, 147 balls. Yeah, with, with, with your boy Alvin Green. Kamara and Mark Ingram. <laughs> And just what what he, he, he would do them, with, with this offense, like you wouldn't need to have to go and spend a hundred picks on wideouts because he would find wideouts in the later rounds. He would take undrafted guys. Mike he Thomas would take what you have minute, and 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 make Mike them better. Like Cliff Kingsbury, for all of his faults, I think one of the biggest is who does he elevate? He's not elevating Kyler Murray right now. What skills skill players is he elevating? The guys who have come here and had success, even moderate success, like a Zach Ertz, James Conner, they've been in the league a while, right? Hopkins was Hopkins when he arrived here. Yes. He has not developed one young offensive player since he's been here. You know, Kirk, you know, did okay, left. Rondell Moore, I would consider underperforming, right? And that's part of Cliff's usage with him. He's not, He hasn't developed a Pro Bowl running back. You know, he's not doing anything creative with my guy, Trey McBride. God, could you imagine what Sean Payton could Hold do on, with J- Trey McBride? Jalen threw something in the, in, the, in the chat. Yeah. And he just said, we're a guard center and a guard away from being a really good team. And a new play caller. But I, I, I know, but I like, I like that statement. But because that is, okay, what, you know, look at your eight, eight of 11. That's, how, how, that's what? Well, because you, you look, away, bro. Hey, let me say this here. When we played with Jake, that's I would say far. the same. But I'm not going to take away from, I mean, I, I like the guys. If y'all watching the show, Aaron Graham, then the, <laughs> y'all watching the no, show. No, but what I'm just trying to say, homie, that's a lot of people, though. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, that's not that a, close. But a, but a guard or center and a guard from being great, I mean, a guard, a center and a guard, that's just three players you can bring in. A smart center. When we had Rodney Hudson, when he was healthy, he, he was playing we well. 8 and 0. Oh. He's playing well. With Rodney Hudson, a healthy Rodney Hudson. That can't that can't be the answer to everything, though. I hear that too much. Like, well, if Rodney was healthy, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go back to it, guys. When the noise is greater than the results. That d- I'm you should saying. get that on a T-shirt. We maybe but should put that, that on a T-shirt at gophnx.com. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at my, I think he, I think he he's owning something. That no, and, and I may be. I may agree it, with it that, Frank. Front but I'm just saying. But that is just such a big piece right now where they're at in the in the season. You don't just go out into the grocery store. Right, Yo, can, let me right. get a center guard center. For how much? No, 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 you no. You know no, mean no, a guard no. center guard? We'll go to Walmart and get that. <laughs> yeah, we'll let me, you can't do that because right. we saw what happened today. Cardinals might be doing more shopping than just the offensive line. They might be doing some head coaching, some GN shopping. That would start as early as potentially January, maybe, I don't know, in the coming weeks. Right now, Cliff Kingsbury is still employed, and you can find the many workings of uh, Howard Bowser writing about Cliff Kingsbury and company tonight at gophnx.com. Check out the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Pick up one of these fresh tees from the locker. Become a member just under 60 bucks. Listen, we said this at the top of the show. I'll continue to repeat it. We are therapy for Arizona Cardinal fans. We are here every single day producing live and audio versions of this podcast for you to consume as we all get through this together. Because at the end of the day, we support this team. We love this team. We want the best for this team here in the Valley. But right now, we got to have tough conversations and this is what this has been, but it's been made all the better by the presence of you gentlemen and the right folks on. in the chat. Producer Emma, be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Bo Brock, no service at State Farm Stadium. We're going to get him after the fact. Check us out on Monday. We're going to be live at 4 p.m. The continued fallout. Will Cliff Kingsbury still be the head coach of this organization in 24 hours? Find out then. But I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you tomorrow.